0: With patches of fog and it's somewhat cooler, low 50s to mid 50s, overcast skies dry 60. Back into the 50s for Saturday night with overcast skies, clouds much of the day Sunday, a sunny break or two possibly. The afternoon high about lower 70s, still mild 70s, clouds and scattered afternoon showers redeveloping again on Monday.
1: Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
2: At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow.
3: Tom is walking around, and uh, here he is the food show, the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show, TGIF. A dreary day, but we'll get over it, and we'd love to have you call us and talk about food, which makes everybody feel a little bit better.
4: It does seem to do all of those things. It does. At least if once you have your finger on the right place in the world, uh, well, maybe that's not important at all
3: five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us we are here every day monday through friday just wanting Mm -hmm. very much to talk to you oh
4: good
3: and we're gonna be doing that today uh at three o'clock we have a guest from the new orleans school of cooking wants to talk about their zoom cooking classes everyone is zooming even my siblings these days and so you can uh, you can get in on their Zoom cooking class. They do cooking classes and have been doing that for 20 years. They celebrated their 20th anniversary last year, and they'll be on at three o'clock to talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We had a lunch today as usual, as usual in our new. It's like it's like we can't comprehend that covid world is upon us and so we operate um, even still it's kind of remarkable how hard it is for me in particular to learn lessons but we went down to rest a while today for lunch to discover that they are not open for lunch on Fridays and so since we were down there we started thinking about other places to go and decided we would swing up toward home by stopping in at five girls and we had uh lunch at the keith young new casual eatery five girls we had um the club sandwich which mary lee and i always have to get when there's a club out there tom got his pastrami on rye no matter how many times we tried to talk him out of it to get fried oysters he didn't and boy i'll tell you what the table next to us got two plates of fried things and boy, did those look good. And I was thinking <laughs> stupidly, I thought for some reason that we were successful in getting Tom to, uh, if you hear a loud crash in a minute folks, it's cause Tom is getting up again with his headset on at which point he's going to bring down not only the headset but the mic as well, but he didn't, he decided to not do that. So that's good Tom, I'm glad. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you wanna talk to us, food, that's all we talk about. Today, the late Archie Kasbarian was born in Egypt in 1936.
4: It's a, a nice time of the weather I guess, if you could keep away from the brain, which is pretty good here and there, not all over, but uh, it took a bit I was looking at back. you not
3: for a weather report, but for you to comment on Archie Kasbarian's birth Archie Kasbarian? in Egypt. I think he might be the only Egyptian mm-hmm. restaurateur in New Orleans of a major grandon.
4: Grande.
3: Yes, Arnos. Archie kasbarian was the yeah. proprietor of Arnos. It is now his wife and two children who run the place. Arnos is over a hundred years old. They celebrated their hundredth about two or three years ago. Well,
4: we had to. And get there some.
3: was a <laughs> there was a time when Arnos was quite frankly a joke. Um, it was um, it was jermaine wells who was the daughter i think of count arno and who, who founded the place and then ran it into the ground and then archie bought it somewhere around the late 70s 1978 he restored it to the brilliant restaurant that it is today he said that he did that with folgers coffee money do you remember him saying that tom Folgers uh, paid for the renovation. I, I've,
4: I've heard that, and I've heard similar things to that, but I'm not sure I've got which is which.
3: They were featured but, in a Folgers ad. Anyway, if you haven't been to Arno's, it is a one of my lovely grand dame. I mean, I I don't know, I in the no? world of grand dames, they're all so different,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: they all have, I mean, I guess like every school, every person, yeah. every house, every restaurant has a personality. Everyone I would say I've that spoken uh, Our nose is the elegant one.
4: Every person I, along those lines uh, I had the chance to sit down and talk with uh, turns out it's calmer than the other things, and there's a gently uh, immersive smile. And put that all together, and you get a pretty good radio because, uh, or things like radio. But uh, without them, it's not quite there. And I wonder to myself, why have we not done this for a long time? So I'm going to try to talk the boss into uh, looking, uh, getting a, a, a good little yeah. zip to get to the places you are looking to use. So, Tom, for... do you
3: remember Archie Kasbarian?
4: No, who is he?
3: Archie Kasbarian.
4: It's was not a or after or a
3: career that spanned much of the world and the top of the hotel business in New Orleans, he bought Arno's, restored it to mm-hmm. the brilliant restaurant it is today. He died in 2010, but his restaurant was so strong that 10 years later, it's as fine as ever it was in its long history. That is absolutely true. Arno's is, um, I'm trying to think now, okay. It's the smallest, maybe, along with two jacks of the Grand Dames. There's only the mm-hmm. one main dining room. Yeah. And a smaller one, and one private small room where you had your 50th birthday party, Tom. Do you remember that?
4: The 50th. It was, wh- whose in, was Tom that? Tom
3: celebrated his 50th birthday party at Arno's, and was just the four of us. When was that? When you were 50. My 50? Mm-hmm. And I'd better look into that. It was the time that I realized that Tom had decided to go back to being Tom.
4: Well, anyway. Because
3: uh, for a long, long time, Tom yes. had stopped being Tom and was only daddy, which meant that he was an incredibly unselfish individual. But then in his 50th birthday, it was like, eh, you know what? Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start doing stuff for me. And the reason <laughs> the reason that I knew that was that the kids were absolutely traumatized to be dining for three or four hours. And Tom was not going to hear any of it. It was like, This is my night, I'm fifty, have your eighth course, put up with it, and that's it. And I remember everybody whining but Tom, who was just Really digging on his multiple course dinner that night. Mm. That was when Tom switched back from being selfless daddy to well,
4: we'll have to talk to the Tom. to the son and uh, and daughter. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I I we were talking a minute ago about Arnos and uh, that. compromise. Yes, Archie
3: Kasbarian, who was born today in Egypt.
4: You keep saying that. It, well, what does he it's do? True. <laughs>
3: because I'm not up 19- on the guy. What huh? In 1936 in Egypt. Today. Today would be his birthday. Yeah. yeah?
5: yeah.
3: Oh, I better right. look into that. See what yeah. 5569696 if you want to get into this, we would love to have you. Today is National Gratin Vegetable Grotin? Day. Gratin.
4: Gratin. Grat. Gratin, and then C T A I I N I think is how you spell that. And cream. Well what do you couple get a couple
3: weeks ago Who do
4: who do they work with We jumped
3: get- on this celebration of small casseroles of various vegetables by making a cauliflower gratin. The cauliflower was surrounded by a matrix of cheese laced bechamel with a crusty topping of more cheese. Baked until the former became rich and lava-like, and the latter crusty and lightly browned. And you've gotten a lot of it. A lot of recipes for this. It's widely reported on the web that today is also National Blonde Brownie Day. Brown, Blonde Brownie Day. Also known as Blondies, they're another manifestation of white chocolate, the scourge of chocolate-loving populations. Yes, blondies.
4: On, on blondie, let's see who was blondie. I think it's, in? I think it's
3: like butterscotch. It when the maybe. regular, uh, I want to think a blondie fun. maybe has butterscotch in fun. it too. I'm not a white chocolate fan, but um, and I don't really know why you would want a blonde brownie, but um, some people do. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be back after these messages.
4: Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local, our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294-4815 Conti Street. Annadelle's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by galatoires with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Annadelle's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem.
3: Yes indeed. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Five five six nine six nine six. Let's see what kind of gratin is the best. A gratin. I made some broccoli au gratin last week and Oops. i realized and i only made it for you tom because first of all we had a lot of cream and we had some cheese left over mm-hmm. and um and i had broccoli and i thought well you know i'm gonna eat this broccoli just steamed
1: mm-hmm. but
3: tom would probably like it a little jazzed up a bit so i made broccoli a gratin
1: A
4: gratin, yeah a gratin we know. have it in our american i uh
6: that's part uh, ba- of the, the make, cheese is better is it's just better with cheese on one
4: it. blab of cheese yeah. there and it melts and you put it on top of a bilker on your stoves and it comes out and it's all kind of unified as it's immediately and then you eat it with all of this nice smooth uh, warm cheese and it could be a bunch of different kinds and uh, people are really happy about that it's one of the most uh,
3: do you like all gratin dishes the only kind of au gratin dish that I think really, really works is potatoes au gratin.
4: Potato potatoes? Potatoes au gratin. I bet you get a lot at home for that. if you get
3: Broccoli au gratin is okay sometimes. Either one of those two. Cauliflower au gratin is fine. Uh, but potatoes au gratin actually makes sense, I think.
4: Well, there you are. You, you 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 made it happen. And I'm trying apparently. to think of any
3: other thing that you might au gratin in the vegetable world, but I can't think of one. Those are the mm-hmm. two that you usually see. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I like my vegetable steamed. If you're going to eat vegetables, why not eat them to be healthy and not necessarily make them full of calories and... Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, if you're eating a vegetable, the point is to make it healthy. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we're here. We'd love to do that. Give us a call.
4: Oh, yeah, Today's we'd love to hear you. dictionary
3: word is brought to you.
4: You know what? Uh, for lunch today, yeah. wait a minute, I'm squeezing in here Go again. Oh, jump in. Uh, there, you've probably been to this place. It's a, a millowed... I guess you'd call it five that. girls. It's how many?
3: Five girls.
4: Five girls stacked up in what looks like, a, <laughs> like what would you call a max? Reli- stacked
3: up in a stadium. A
4: stadium, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh-huh. and they climb to the top of the stadium, and before you go any farther, please don't start. Uh, you're putting yourself or your girlfriend or your boyfriend uh, right there because it won't. too the two things won't go together particularly one of them will be just happy and grinding and happily and the other one will be boy this hurts so we don't want to do that huh
3: right now i have have you ever seen that movie um yes absent-minded professor what's the one the disney movie where the professor turned into like a werewolf or something, and he had hands that had a lot of hair on them. I was just petting the wet dog, and I, I look like the character from that Disney movie now where um, he turns into whatever that was. I don't remember, it's been a long, long time, but, uh, but that's what my hands look like right now, and I have to, at the bottom of the hour, go and wash them now. Back to the edible dictionary word brought to you by Dorignex which is one of the top 20 regional supermarkets yes. of all time according to Food and Wine magazine, and the reason they know that is that all of Dorignac's customers who are legion told them. The edible dictionary word is moose. Moose? Mm-hmm. Hmm. As in not How do the moose get I don't in? Know there? How moose sounds otherwise I would I would make the sound, yeah. but um, but I'm talking about mousse as in chocolate mousse.
4: That's good to have. A
3: fine foam of eggs, cream, or both that's mixed with a puree of distinctly flavored other ingredients. The mixture is uniform in texture and soft enough to be spread or spooned. The most familiar mousse is the one made with chocolate and sugar and served as a dessert. Chocolate mousse. Yes. You like
4: chocolate mousse?
3: Oh, Tom, need you say it, that? Of course I do. It's
4: practically an air f- sort of floating around in the places where that you are hanging It Turns
3: up. out that mine's more like very a paste. Themed,
4: very themed, very light, very yes. much uh, exciting in yes. its own special way. Dessert
3: so, mousses also can be made with other flavors such mm-hmm. as fruit or caramel. However, mousse can also be savory. Many of them are made with the same ingredients used for pâtés, such as a mousse of foie gras, Mm -hmm. and truffles. All of these begin as light foams, then solidify when refrigerated. Even then, they remain smooth and spreadable on bread or crackers.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, another happy thing.
3: I remember. You I, remember. I've told this story. You
4: remember. Yes. I, uh-huh.
3: I've told this story us. before about my uh, ex fiance in Beverly Hills who had a French chef. And um, I remember I've told the story about the corned beef coming in a can. And I don't need to tell it again because I'm sure everyone has heard it. But I made a fool of myself when they went to a Jewish deli. We went to a Jewish deli and picked up corned beef. And I had only for the first time ever seen corned beef that wasn't in a can. So Mm -hmm. uh, they also had a dinner one night that had salmon mousse when the French chef whipped him up some salmon mousse. That was like being in, in a foreign culinary world and so many other foreign worlds too. But anyway, mousse is the edible dictionary word of the day today and i hesitate to say this because our daughter is here painting the bathroom for those people who have just had this thought oh my god the bathroom is still not done the answer is yes and the reason that the bathroom is still not done is that the people hmm. who are doing the glass for it
4: what are they taking sort
3: of that um, way a wall for a while AWOL? And I finally was able to make contact with them and they had briefly closed. And so now we are awaiting the glass. And once the glass is here, we can put the toilet in and finish the bathroom, but we have not been in a hurry to paint it. It's already been painted once, but then they messed it up. So then we have to paint it again. And so uh, she's in the the bathroom painting. So I don't want her to hear me Mm -hmm. say this, but. I got a little desperate for chocolate this morning. Well,
4: you're you're lucky if you get it because it's not the easiest thing in the world. Well, it wasn't
3: because I told her to take all the chocolate out of the house. Yeah. And she did. And then she said, and then I also told her, when I ask her for the chocolate or even beg her for the chocolate, she is to be like a... um, like a uh, drill sergeant, and tell me, no, you are not getting chocolate. And so she said, "Now, Mom, you did tell me to be really tough on you. And I said, oh, that's right, I did. And so I didn't get any of the Trader Joe's 72% chocolate from her. And so I got really desperate this morning and I found some 100% chocolate bars from Uh, Hotel Chocolat, which is in London. And I brought them back, and they are three different chocolate bars from three different parts of the world, but Mm -hmm. they're all 100% chocolate. Now, Dotsie, we had a long conversation the other day about how you can drink or eat chocolate that is 100% when you just put it in water. And I have to say this about that. (laughs) <laughs> because it's awful it's absolutely awful i have been using chocolate um i have been using um powdered chocolate from the same place that's a hundred percent but then when you mix it with the uh, milk and the milk fats and the sugar that's in milk it becomes tolerable but this was not tolerable at all so i had I had an egg invested in it, and I had some of the cream that was left over invested in it, and still it was inedible. So then I had to run to the store in an emergency and go buy a chocolate bar that was 50% mm-hmm. cocoa, which meant that it was enough sugar to offset the 100%. And then I melted it and I mixed it with that chocolate mousse. That was an utter failure, and now it's fine. It it did in a pinch of a chocolate emergency. Mm-hmm. So that's my chocolate mousse story for the day.
4: Well, let's hope so. But you, you know, <laughs> it's not going to kill you. And besides that, if you ever get into a, a, a little bait out of glass,
3: yeah.
4: uh, uh, the chocolate and everything, call me. Why we uh, we have? Uh, <laughs> Why should we're we back, call you
3: about that? Time? We're back
4: uh, now again to have. Sounds like uh, the chocolate raw, doctor our, now. Arno's which uh, has had some problems after the uh, all the stuff
3: but uh,
4: uh, they have come back and uh, here it is and he's got everything going again and you're smiling
3: I'm going back down your almanac now Tom and your deaf dining rule number 509 is exactly what I just said which was the only au gratin dish worth ordering in a steakhouse is potatoes au gratin.
4: Boy, I wish it were every day.
3: And then you say in your grumbly way, and even that is really just an excuse to eat more cheese. Do you need an excuse to eat more cheese? Doesn't everyone want to eat more cheese? Tom, you know what? Uh, yeah. You love those little things. I made some more of those. I, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, yeah. but- What are they? I don't really embarrass that well. I mean. Easily. Um, I went out and bought some yeah. puff pastry. Puff pastry? Yes. Well, that's, no, we that's had, no big deal. Because we had Gruyere cheese. Moof. That is still the last of the cheese from Thanksgiving here. And it had never Good. been opened. And I just wanted to finish up the cheese. So I and went and bought some Puff pastry.
4: Pardon me, uh, th- and
3: I made the little pinwheels that mm-hmm. we've been eating since Thanksgiving. That Tom is absolutely crazy about, and I put uh, all of the Gruyere on the puff pastry, rolled it up, sliced it in the pinwheels. Yeah. Well, you've and about got it. it, and so now we have some plain cheese pinwheels that are Gruyere, and the the perkiness and the intense flavor of the Gruyere is really great. Those might be maybe my favorite of the batches so far. Did you like the ones that we had last night, the little cheese wheels, the little cheese wheels that you love so much? Just the good ones. Those were the best. I think those were actually the best ones I've done so far. We've done, we've done Italian sausage with maybe Jack cheese and then we've done um we've done no pepper jack cheese with the italian sausage then we did andouille with cheddar and then we did manchego which was not so good and uh, plain cheddar and now we did gruyere and we're finally done with all of the cheese in the house and i have to say that the little gruyere pinwheels were the best
4: Nice if, to hear. If, you, know if anyone that.
3: was just asking me, that's what I would say. Tom, the old kitchen sage says if you need to grate a cheese that's so soft yeah. that it sticks to the grater, mm-hmm. mozzarella, fontina, I was saying the other day that Pepper Jack does that, rub the inside and the outside of the grating surface with butter before you start. I did not know that. Does that actually work? I guess so. If what wait?
4: What if was the it? Old
3: kitchen sage says it that it's probably true.
4: What did you say about that? That if
3: you're trying to grate a soft cheese that would normally stick to the grater and leave like a cheesy film on the grater and crumble uh-huh. up, yeah. that you should first prepare the grater with a little layer of butter before you start grating. I think that's probably well. There probably you good go. Advi- bit of advice. Butter of the works hour like that. Time for the Louisiana Radio Network. We'll be back after this.
7: Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Mad Doyle. Governor John Bel Edwards says there are positive signs that Louisiana has plateaued in the latest COVID-19 surge, but the state percent positivity rate remains over 10%. The state health department reported 1,937 new cases on Friday and 41 new deaths. Edwards says the number of hospitalized COVID-19 patients has fallen below 1,800, but...
5: I will tell you that we remain with too many people with COVID-19 in the hospital. It continues to stress our health care delivery system.
7: And a pastor from St. John the Baptist Parish, Earl Victor Sr., who was previously convicted of murdering an 8-year-old, is awaiting retrial and has signed up to run in the 5th Congressional District race. ULM political science professor Joshua Stockley says if voters elect Victor, he's not guaranteed to keep the job.
8: Congress would still have the ability to remove him from Congress and or refuse to see him in the first place. So a victory does not automatically mean he would be a Congressperson. L-R-N. Tiger Rag.
6: Can everyone hear me? Okay. Everyone listen up. We don't want anyone to panic. Okay. But there has been a COVID exposure here at the school. But that's not getting in the way of your 2019 National Championship Tigers. Football season is there. Tiger Rag for LSU Sports News. I am starving. I just worked up a man-sized appetite. Tiger Rag Magazine is ready to serve.
3: Here we go! Awesome! Tiger Rag. Tiger Rag is the Bible of LSU sports. All right, huddle up. Bring it in. Tiger Rag Magazine. Football Gymnastics and so much more. Tiger Rag. tiger Rag, Tiger Rag, Tiger Rag editor Ron Higgins, and Tiger Rag Assistant Editor William Weathers cover all things LSU sports and interview some of the best guests in the biz.
1: I think we are on celebrating your
3: 2019
6: National Championship Tigers. Tiger Rag magazine on newsstands
3: and
0: online at tiger rag.com. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge January 8th, Leo Nocentelli, January 15th, School of Rock, and January 22nd, Glenn David Andrews. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to Fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com. AOS interior environments where good design is good business. Find them on the web at Think AOS.com.
4: Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? So, and it seems like one in your mouth. And we will all be happy. you better. And that's where I lost it. And it turns out... Wait, th- who's you this know guy? he's Henry's
3: always going to give you applause. Wait, That's we might have. Cute of you, Henry. Let's
4: see what we have here. It's
3: Henry giving you applause.
4: Something about the hit. end. Yes, and, yeah. yes. We'll find out in a moment. Where is he? Oh, he's, sure.
3: He's he's there giving you the applause. It's canned, but you'll oh, take it. Oh, he's busy. You.
4: Busy too for us. Okay. <laughs>
3: five five six nine six yeah. nine six is the number. You just have to put up with us another half hour. Because at 3 o'clock, we have a guest from the New Orleans School of Cooking. Tell us. What is it? The owner of the New Orleans School of Cooking is going to be on to talk to us about their Zoom cooking classes. That's at 3 o'clock. So until then, we'll be talking almanac and other, not almanac, almanac, and other kinds of things that you may or may not want to talk about. But give us a call. We would love to hear from you. If we have not heard from you before... And you tell us something just stops us in our tracks. Believe me, that, that's a gross exaggeration. We'll be satisfied with just satisfactory interest. Uh, we have books to give out. We have we things do? like a Vegan Soups On book, hmm. Mastering Sauces. M- we ma- have Sausages? M- mastering Sauces. We have a mastering sausages. Brewer's Yeast Brew Tale book. A couple of um, uh, memoirs. We have a cute little book from the Jersey Boardwalk. So if you call us with something especially interesting and you have not called before, I will run through the list of books that I would love to send you. Just one, but you get to pick it yourself. Five five six mm-hmm. nine six nine six. Today in nineteen fifty nine, Coors began selling its beer in aluminum cans. We'll have to ask Nicole if Coors was one of the beers that were a little harder to come by during COVID this year with their aluminum shortage. At the time, and for about 20 years more, Coors was only available in a few Western states. That self-imposed rarity gave it a panache of excellence that it didn't deserve. Yes, because you know, if you can't get something, it makes you want it more. After hearing about it for years, we were finally able to have a can of Coors. The sleek, light aluminum can enhanced the experience. Or it could have been that Coors was the very first beer to achieve what many consumers seem to want, beer that tastes like nearly nothing. I confess I'm one of those consumers. I like Coors because it tastes yeah. like nothing.
4: <laughs> We're still talking <laughs> about like tying up uh, these. Coors
3: taste like water. And if you have to drink a beer and you drink the Coors, it's kind of like you're just drinking water.
4: It could happen. There are customers
3: out there who mm-hmm. want what you would not expect them to want. Like when you told the story about McDonald's. And they did their market research for the fillet of fish. They determined from talking to potential customers that what people really wanted was a fish sandwich that did not taste like fish.
4: Well, in, in another uh, Personally, run up,
3: I think it's pretty good. Which kind? Which kind? <laughs> explains. You know so which, much con, which is the kind i think the filet of fish think about it a fillet fillet of fish. fish sandwich what kind of fish with a coors beer what
4: i'm just asking him about what kind of fish
3: well it's cod, we were talking about fish i so. think i think it's a cod pod no c-o-d cod paddy. cod yes yeah. a fried piece of cod yeah or something resembling cod because cod is practically endangered which is a pity because it's such a wonderful fish and that's probably why it is because it's such a wonderful fish it's flaky it's well it doesn't taste like fish that's that's Mm -hmm. the deal all right 5569696 I had a piece of fish recently that tasted way too much like fish I knew that it was over the hill with the first bite and I probably should have sent it back but I thought, well, you know, it's just gonna be a piece of fish that went into the garbage, but it was not. It was not all that great.
4: Well, let me see if I can push over to the left-hand side of this, as you're staring, looking at it. Uh, last uh, two or so days or three, uh, I had a, a couple of exactly what you're talking about. The the cores of the. When
3: did you have a course, Tom? I had it, it at
4: home have- on top of my desk. It's oh, still there. You were
3: looking at it, but you weren't drinking
4: it. it uh, well, I was drinking it. Uh huh. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of alcohol. As a matter of fact, on most of them, there weren't any at all. But anyhow,
3: <laughs> it doesn't taste we have, like
4: it. <laughs> well, you know, there it is anyhow. But uh-huh. if, if anything will keep the radio show going, we'll uh, try maybe some By other golly, thoughts. Yeah, we
3: will do it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
4: but here's uh, what got it started uh, today. Uh, had uh, two people who were coming in and we were talking at a link detail. Both of them had other interests too. Uh, well known around what their would biz. would
3: you call yourself?
4: What would I? I uh-huh. A, a complete yeah. failure. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Yeah, tell me. <gasps> I, tell me if I that's okay. I
3: differ, but I probably have called it up myself a few times. So anyway, uh, no, I'm talking about in terms of the gourmet. Oh, you're reading something? Yeah, from, still, still like the something? same Go ahead. thing.
4: Okay. Go ahead. What you Today, uh, I was with two other people, both of whom were very good friends. I've known, known them for ages.
3: Also uh on this show as the Marys.
4: And uh, and and I uh-huh. started I knows her in the nudge with yeah. a you know the, uh-huh. and wanted to ask. Uh, about uh, where are we going to put up uh, some of these red eye uh, uh, misses, yes. and then you put them in, and then we can combine them some kind of way, yeah. and this will come uh, to make an interesting, uh, interesting and uh, forward feeling more from our our our.
3: Which, what would you call it today, Tom? There was
4: a lot today. Yeah, I yeah. had plenty almanac, of it. In your
3: you have uh, a comparison of gourmets. Who has gourmet? A Monica? moniker? I have monica to call the gourmets. A, yeah, moniker of yeah. gourmet. Mm-hmm. You have the galloping gourmet, also yeah. known as Graham Kerr from the 1960s. He had a television cooking show. The 1960? Yeah, a long time ago. That's a long time ago, you're right. The gourmet, Jeff Smith, and he, he was born today in 1939. But it's, it's two gourmets born on the same day. One is Graham Kerr in 1934 in London. Oh,
4: that's far. That's a long time the ago. The
3: Galloping Gourmet. Yep. And then the Frugal mm-hmm. Gourmet, Jeff Smith, was born in 1939. So five mm. years later. Both of them were very successful. Mm-hmm. They both wrote a number of books. They had television shows an odd coincidence it is two famous television cooks born on this date it's in 1934 london graham kerr the galloping gourmet the name came from a book he did with australian winemaker len evans in which the pair ate their way around the world in about a month kerr made cooking cool and inspired many men to take it up as a hobby the frugal gourmet, Jeff Smith, was born today in nineteen thirty nine. The mm-hmm. bearded, bow tie wearing, slender chef, wrote many cookbooks and was a fixture on television talk shows, in addition to hosting his own long running cooking program. He appeared live on your show, Tom.
4: Twice. When was that? I don't know. Me neither.
3: His is twice. His career ended allegedly after he was charged with misdeeds of the female persuasion by several of his past and present assistants. He died in 2004. Now, Tom, if you had to call yourself...
4: A downstout of myself. Now,
3: if you had to call yourself Uh the something gourmet, what would that be? If you had to call yourself if, something You'd be the talking gourmet. I think we would call you the talking gourmet.
4: No, wait, wait. What was the first uh Okay, the point there? of
3: this little exercise is that there's a weird coincidence in your almanac today where you mm-hmm. talk about two people yeah. who were in the media for yeah. food, and they were gourmets. They were born five years apart on the same day. They mm. had cooking shows and wrote books, and one was the galloping gourmet, and one was the frugal gourmet gourmet so since you are a gourmet i was going to ask you since you are also in the media not born on this day but not far from this day what would you call yourself if you had to call yourself the something gourmet what would that be tom i think i'd call you the pompous gourmet
4: that too (laughs) tom the food show and yeah, just a, I like those names, the you know. The
3: compass gourmet. I think a lot of people would have called you that. As a matter of fact, I think they still call you that, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we'd love to talk. Can to I you. let me go?
4: Let me go a little bit farther along here, and stop me when you think I need to.
3: Okay,
4: I'm stopping. Uh, you. So last couple of days, because uh, talking to the other hosts here, uh-huh. and uh, also the people who are hosting this program yeah. right now, uh-huh. and we were going back and forth. About uh, the elements of the uh, a lot of the uh, it's, it's a uh, uh, it's a rope Stop, is what it is. I'm I, I it's a rope and you yeah. hang it around the top. Uh,
3: huh. Uh-huh. I'm just saying we're about to go to break. So go oh. ahead.
4: Oh. And- oh. Okay. I, let's take a break you and we'll come back it? and right, see what five five we come up with.
3: Nine six with. nine six. We'll be right back.
4: The food Show. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental, Metairie, 888-8588. Parrish coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast, Roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you?
3: I want to mention that Parish Coffee is available all over town in the purple bag with the golden rooster on it. And also, if you have not been to Basil's, Ace Hardware. The Grilling Central Headquarters. Uh, go see the new Weber Smoke Fire Grill. You can get it up to 600 degrees. It can do low and slow for you. It can really, really sizzle things. That's the Weber Smoke Fire Pellet Grill. It's new and uh, Basil's has them. Go have a look at it if you are in the market for uh, a, a new grill or if you just like what's out there in the world of grilling. Just go see it. Today in 1970, the first regularly scheduled flight of the Boeing 747 took off from New York City on a six and a half hour flight to London on Pan Am World Airlines. It's hard to believe that both the 747 and Pan Am are now gone from the Uh, flight world the original design of the 747 had a lounge on the second level a friend who traveled to france often in those days said he spent most of the flight time standing at the 747's bar tom did you ever fly on a 747 i think
4: we did a 747 yeah i i uh flew in a i'm not can't i can't remember the name of it it's the one that goes across the Atlantic Ocean real high.
3: Oh, the Concorde. The
4: Concorde. You
3: did do that once, I remember. I did yeah. do that. Yeah. And but did you ever fly in a, we, I was about to say, did you ever fly on a 747? But the answer is yes, because you and I both flew on an Alitalia 747 once. That was the only time I was ever on it. and We did not go into the bar on the second floor. As we were flying coach yeah
4: well we were always pushed away when they can't we hold were flying course.
3: coach yeah yeah the Concorde must have been weird and interesting though huh
4: you never can try did, ta- ta- you, did you enjoy stopping. your flight
3: on the Concorde, tom i'm sorry what on the Concorde. yes what was that like
4: it was uh light this there was very little uh light sort of like to- a
3: two and a half hour flight right
4: and it was per, per, i wouldn't say quiet going across the whole atlantic uh, but it it was much lo- lower in in could noise than it? i was expecting could you expecting. feel it on the
3: inside i mean what did it feel like on the inside it was dark very, the whole time very you comfortable. Were up in the stratosphere right what it was dark the whole time cuz you it were was up very in the dark the whole yeah, time
4: that right. is a fact and, and and they don't seem to really hold that to a, a man was
3: it was it noisy on the inside or was it kind of quiet
4: Uh, it was, it was what again?
3: What did it feel like to be on the inside?
4: The inside. Uh, it was, it looked different from what I was used to from getting your standard. Uh, where'd you go? Uh, originally. Was it to London? No, it it started, uh, now I got to remember that and and it's not happening. Uh, if, if you have ever in your life, uh, gone out on a, uh, save me again to Concord, save my life. The
3: Concorde. The, the
4: Concorde. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is 19. Uh, I don't
3: know. It, 60s. Ended, it ended. within the last 10 years, for it's sure. It's been a
4: more than a little bit of a while. Uh-huh. It was turned was out that they were a rotten deal.
3: Back. There yeah. was Some talk of it bringing them back, but I don't know if. Let's that see will if we get. Ever a, happen.
4: Anybody listening to us who actually went on a flight on the uh, consort, cons- not consort. Uh, uh, I think the first one could was, be. Yeah, I think
3: the first one was. Well, and I'll bet you we have a few in people. Was 1969.
4: That would uh, fit right in. I don't know
3: right the last one was. We'll have you know, to look that up.
4: I I remember the funny way I keep this straight is that I got ready to go, and the next thing I popped in the machine was something that made it like uh it had
3: to be before my time at the wise
4: cafeteria i to this day i think of the uh, size cafeteria and
3: the wise cafeteria
4: the yeah the real wise cafeteria
3: cafeteria that was a real that was a legend what is the possible relationship between those two the Uh, concord and the the and people
4: who were there were uh, turning it up, but they didn't keep it on for very long because, as I mentioned, the, the amount of uh, noise was actually pretty loud. I mean, pr- probably slow, uh-huh. which was funny. Yeah. And Wise Cafeteria, Well, imagine, I'm thinking, those two things can possibly come in together. It might happen. We'll, we'll find out someday in years and years. Yeah.
3: All right, your words to eat by today, Tom, is actually uh, from Graham Kerr, the galloping gourmet.
4: Well, gosh. Yes,
3: he was uh, born today in 1934. He was on television. Everybody heard everything he said and remembered when he said, a squid, Mm -hmm. as you know, of course, has 10 testicles. Has what? That's so cute. Remember when saying something like testicles would have caused a bruise?
4: I don't know. I don't want to go there. I'm sorry. Charming. Go see that with five, somebody five, six,
3: else. nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We're just kind of shooting the breeze until three o'clock when we have a guest, and that guest is from the New Orleans School of Cooking. They are doing Zoom classes, which is not. So unusual, yeah. there yeah. are other ways to do Zoom classes as well, but New Orleans School of Cooking has specialized in teaching people who are tourists to, te- to, to be able to go home and make some of the d- dishes that they ate in restaurants and loved and Ooh. take them home and cook them. And that's what they've been doing for 20 yes. years. And they're still doing it, and now they're going and, to be doing uh, it
4: by Zoom, and they're going to be on to talk about that at three o'clock. Michael seventy-five. Yes, mm-hmm. can uh, I be heard at the moment? Cause I, I think I'm so. Uh, yep. I sure. yep. well, uh, well, it's too loud. Michael seventy-five? Problem. Is
3: the question.
4: So, my, my, yeah, Michael seventy-five, and we have here, something uh, uh, in your part of the word so. And I was wondering what you had on this whole issue.
5: Sorry.
3: Go ahead, Michael. Uh,
5: Okay, I just wanted to talk about a uh, little places they have in Paris that have such incredible food. They're called patisseries. They're bakeries. And Avid, they, they, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah,
3: go ahead. Taffied. Ta- uh, say that for me. Go ahead. Uh,
5: okay. they're, they're cro- their croissants are fabulous. Their baguettes are fabulous. And I'm, now I'm remembering the last time we were there. We had the best tweels. Have you ever eaten a tweel? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, they, they were incredible. Vaguely interesting. Also, also I was thinking, uh, because uh, I'm, I'm a Leo, of uh, incredible lion uh, monuments I've seen in the world. Uh, the mm. most moving, and Mark Twain said it was the most moving piece of sculpture he'd ever seen, is yeah. the Lion Monument in Lucerne, Switzerland. Have you ever seen that one? I have No, not. who
4: would, no. Uh, Where did that come from? And what's the okay.
5: name? it's carved into a hillside, uh, uh, and it's the most beautiful. Uh, a dying line. It represents the uh, the Swiss Guards who gave their lives up uh, during the French Revolution. It's, it's great. Also, there's another great lion monument at the battlefield of Waterloo. You walk yeah. up about uh, 800 steps or so, and, and there's a big lion on top, and you can see the whole battlefield. Mm-hmm. Now, other uh, other sculptures that uh, that I liked were, of course, the David in Florence by Michelangelo, Moses
3: in Rome, and the Thinker by Rodin in Paris. Mm-hmm. The David. Sound good. The David. Okay, go ahead, and I'll tell you about I have a little funny travel story about the David. But anyway, go okay. ahead when you finish talking. I'll
5: tell you a little story about the David. My uh, sister at LSU was taking an art course. And her teacher said her her description of the most perfect day is to get on the Concorde and fly to Florence, go to L'Academia and see the David for about 30 minutes and return home immediately. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's the problem in this case?
3: I love give it. Us, give us a report and on that, please. You could do that all in one day. You could, huh? We're going to try guess.
4: to find I mean, out what
5: It depends
3: on, on what the is. flights <laughs> were. <laughs>
5: The 30 minutes of, of gazing at the David is enough to make your whole day, probably a whole year.
4: Well, I'm glad we have it all worked out.
3: That sounds like a trip I would do. Well, you Jump never can Jump on the Concord, travel two and a half hours, go see uh-huh. the David, get back on the Concord right. and be home for dinner. That it, does sound like something I would well, do. Well,
4: we will dive into this <laughs> and this see what else is there. to It's the food show I'm talking to. Right, wait, course. I don't know
3: if Michael's finished. He likes Who? to tell travel not, stories and I like to hear oh, them. Go well, ahead. Well, I beg yeah, no, I want to hear, hear
5: your story about the David.
3: Well, you know, this is actually a tip because, what? you know, if anyone ever travels again, um, this is actually kind of a good tip. And, then, you know, I'm saying this because I don't know how everything now is going to be different in travel, but when um, we were last there, Mary Lee and I jumped in the car. and That day was actually full of really hilarious adventures, but we jumped in the car and, and we blasted through. Um, I want to say Montecatina, maybe, yeah. and Siena, Siena, and then Luca,
4: Luca, and then What's that?
3: Uh, Florence. And Luke-la? we got to Florence so late. Down. But we were kind of panicked because we've been to Florence several times and never seen the David. And this was like our last chance to do it before who knows how long. And so we were standing outside in the line. And there were people who came up and were saying, Look, if you want to see this without being in the line, we can get you in for an extra 20 euro a piece. And I went, mm. Done, <laughs> done. Okay. I mean, if you're going to spend the money to be over there, an well, we extra have a bunch euro of them. A piece, keep you out of the line all day. So uh, that's exactly what we did I don't know what they're called, but they do it at the Vatican and all over Italy really for those for those special um like tourist stuff. heavy places mm-hmm. yeah uh, and they that's it they pull you out of the line they've got some special deal you pay the extra twenty dollars you go right in and we were done with the David in twenty minutes and then we jump back in the car and well and went on Uh, our way.
4: It's a great idea, and we would do it uh, longer, but we've come to the end of the section. We have actually come to the
3: end. Michael, did you have anything else to
5: say? One other thing about tips, okay, tips. You go to, uh, in Florence, the main square, which has all the great sculptures and everything, and even has a copy of the David uh, there, Uh uh, uh, this is what happened in real life. Michelangelo one day goes to the square, gathers a crowd around him. He takes his sculpture, uh, his... um, a little, a little pick Marble? and
3: his uh, yeah.
5: Uh, yeah and, and his uh, hammer, and he it w- goes up to the uh, piazza. I mean to the uh, old uh, uh, the old uh, uh, church, uh, the old uh, mm-hmm. building. Okay, the
3: Duomo. The Duomo.
5: Uh, a lot of that uh, running no, not around. The Duomo, the, uh, oh. uh, anyway, he goes up the uh, uh, the uh, vecchio, the Palazzo Vecchio. It's called. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he goes up to it and puts his back toward it. And he starts mm-hmm. hitting with his hammer and his chisel backwards, and he gathers the crowd around him. And he says, "I'm just showing off." And guess what happens? When he when he threw, is a man sculpture, uh, a bas relief of a man sculpture carved into the uh, the uh, pa- uh, the palace. Okay. And you can see that today if you go look for it, but but um, uh, no no guidebooks or anything give it to you. But if you where if you, is that? Well, where
3: is that? If I ever get back the, there, the, where the, is that?
5: The Palazzo Vecchio. Uh, uh, Vecchio. Vecchio. Uh, Bec- yeah, the old okay. old palace. Mm-hmm right it's right in the middle of the square it has all the stuff there huh. but you got to look 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 around and and you'll see the bar relief but it's hard to find you just got to uh, look around to the bottom uh right as you as you get there but it, it was in one guide book i asked everybody in florence about it all the guides, none of them knew about it and finally a little nun told me about it
3: huh wow okay well michael if i get back there uh, and uh, I probably won't, but I will. I'm going to contact you and find out about that. All right. Yeah, thank my wife, you my wife as... gets
5: mad at my wife gets mad at me. Oh, you always want to go to Paris every time. What's the deal with Paris?
3: Yeah, I would too. I get wouldn't? mad at you too no way you you have low standards
4: if it doesn't for that
3: all right michael we'll talk to you later the greatest city in the world i know but there's a lot of other ones too i love michael's travel stories and these are tips if anybody ever does want to go back over there i have a truly hilarious let's hear it one of my favorite travel stories that i will tell about that florence trip at the very end of that day later in the show if I remember. 556-9696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We're just hanging out here until we get a call at three o'clock from the owner of the New Orleans School of Cooking. We'll be back, WGSO New Orleans. We'll have more. Three o'clock.
6: This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans.
7: Pelosi, who informed me that the articles will be delivered to the Senate on Monday. The New York Democrat also saying the former president will receive a fair and full trial in the Senate, but he did not say when it will start. The United States saw a slight drop in the number of daily deaths from the coronavirus on Thursday, the COVID tracking pot, the COVID tracking project saying just over 3,800 people died from coronavirus down from just over 4,000 the day before. The confirmation parade continues for President Joe Biden, Lloyd Austin becoming the first black defense secretary, the Senate confirming the retired Army general in a 93-2 vote. You're listening to USA Radio News.
6: Times are certainly uncertain. In fact, the return of food shortages is likely. Don't take chances. Make the decision to acquire a dependable supply of long-lasting emergency food. Food that lasts for up to 25 years in storage. Ready the moment you need it. There's an old saying, failing to plan means planning to fail. Don't wait for the next crisis. Have a three-month, six-month, or even one-year supply of food on hand. It's easy and affordable. We're My Patriot Supply, America's leader in emergency preparedness. We've served millions of folks like you for over a decade, and our mission is your survival. Our meals are delicious and provide you with 2,000 calories a day and our kits arrive quickly and discreetly at your doorstep. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and feast your eyes on the food that could save your life someday. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Take the pressure off yourself. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and face the future without regrets.
7: Governors across the nation are bringing their National Guard troops from Washington, D.C. home after reports that troops were kicked out of the Capitol overnight. One of those governors, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, saying,
8: "Well, you know, when when people call for help, we're always willing to stand up. The men and women of the New Hampshire National uh, Guard—they take on any challenge, and they've been—they've really been phenomenal. They never complain. They headed down, and they did a great job, as did I think the National Guard of of all across this country, 25,000 of them. So, needless to say, when we saw some of the images that were coming back, heard some of the stories, you know, my my guards, men and women, they don't complain, and uh, I'm not going to let them sit in a situation after serving the country so bravely, doing." uh, uh, what they had to do uh, in the nation's capital during a lot of a time of, of real strife to be put in a situation of that kind of disrespect. So I pulled him out immediately this morning.
7: Patrick Mahomes is expected to be under center Sunday for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. ESPN reporting the Kansas City quarterback is out of concussion protocol. USA Radio News.
0: Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-M-O-V dot
7: Dr. Anthony Fauci announced on Thursday that the United States is rejoining the World Health Organization. One of the nation's top infectious disease experts, Dr. Anthony Fauci, saying that China and the WHO led the way in the fight against the coronavirus. Regarding Fauci's statements that the WHO and China helped to fight the coronavirus, Leilani Chen is with the Hoover Institute. They actively fought against the world knowing what China was doing early on.
0: Dry tonight, a possible spritz or two here or there, the same during the day tomorrow. Tomorrow morning starting off with patches of fog, and it's somewhat cooler, low 50s to mid 50s. Overcast skies dry, 60. Back into the 50s for Saturday night with overcast skies. Clouds, much of the day Sunday, a sunny break or two possibly. The afternoon high about lower 70s, still mild 70s. Clouds and scattered afternoon showers redeveloping again on Monday.
1: Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
2: At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits and more. Save time, go online, open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash my account. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow.
4: and looking for the mark that brings so niceness and the rest of it too it's the food show on the radio and this is tom fitzmorris in a corny kind of piece of music for you and i do it on purpose but i don't mean anything bad by it so please back away for about uh, three feet and then we'll take it up from there all right uh here's something that happened uh over the uh
3: before we go into that can we just can we talk to greg layton he's on the line from the new orleans school of cooking uh and he is here to talk to us about zoom classes who zoom tom is very not tuned into the electronic world but tom Uh particularly in the last year there's this thing called zoom and everybody's doing it yeah they're zooming all over the place and what it is is you get in front of a computer and you have a meeting with people it's like facetime only a whole bunch of people are doing it at the same time mm -hmm. yeah and so they're now doing that for cooking classes yeah who would have thunk it hi greg
9: hello marion how are you doing
3: (laughs) Greg Layton is with the New Orleans School of Cooking, uh, which celebrated their twentieth anniversary last year. Is that right? It was.
9: It was actually the fortieth.
3: Mm. Oh, the fortieth! Oh bad. my goodness! Wow! Well, congratulations! All right, can well, I ask you a you. question that goes back sure. a way long way? Have you have you been there for forty years, or are you no, a new uh, owner?
9: And and. Um, I've, I, had, uh, I've, I came to New Orleans uh, for what was supposed to be a year back in the mid-1980s and uh-huh. uh, became friends with Joe Kahn who had started okay. uh, the New Orleans School of Cooking back in 1980. And uh, in the mid-90s, Joe sold uh, the business to uh, an out-of-town company and uh, when their lease was up, uh, their choice was to move it or sell it and they decided to sell it and that's when uh, my partner and I um, acquired the school and that was in 1997 and we have been on St. Louis Street in the French Quarter since then
3: okay now I have I, I'm, the reason I'm asking this is that I worked at WWL 40 years ago and uh, Mike Lala what was his role in all of that? Oh, Do you know Mike the Lala?
9: Rings, yeah, the, okay. the name rings a bell and I'm sure I met him, but at at this point I would really have to think or see a okay. picture of him to remember how he yeah. felt. So, I would have to see a picture uh, of him in. myself
3: by now. But um <laughs> but he was he was working, I think, at WWL as a photographer and I was trying to figure out what his relationship to the whole new orleans school of cooking thing was and i was just wondering if you could answer that question you know because i didn't i didn't pay a lot of attention to it back then but i think he was part of that original group all right fast forward now to 2021 40 years later tell us what you're doing over at the new orleans school of cooking
9: well good of question. course Uh, Along with everybody else, um, the lights went out in uh, the middle of March uh, last year, some 10 months ago, and um, we were closed for completely for a period of time. And then when we reopened, it was a matter of uh, determining, okay, where do we go from here? I mean... um, our our traditional uh, demonstration and hands-on classes were dependent on there being a lot of people or the normal amount of people coming through the French Quarter for the most part. Yeah. And so um, one way we were able to reach out to uh, what Joe had developed and what we have developed is, is a, uh, a worldwide audience, uh, if you will, for people. Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans School of Cooking, and Louisiana products. So we beefed up our our online sales department, and um, and we were able to get some additional revenue going from that uh, from that stream. And you were talking about uh, Tom explaining Zoom classes to him when when the staff here first came to me with with the Zoom idea. I thought. <laughs> you know we can try it but i'm not sure what we're going to get out of it
8: uh-huh. and
9: essentially uh we have we have hosted guests on the zoom from australia across the us and over to um uh, to western europe on these classes it it has astonished me uh-huh. and uh, essentially tom what they are is um uh, uh we We produce them here in house. We have one of our instructors in front of cameras and and uh, they'll do what is one of our typical demonstration classes although we uh we don't offer a quite as uh, as uh, in depth a uh, presentation in terms of the number of items. The classes run about an hour and a half as opposed to our usual two and a half hour. And we limit them, if they're classes for individuals, we limit them to 30 individuals. So uh, if you're an instructor, what you're looking at is a screen that is showing you or what you are doing, and there are 30 faces around the screen. (laughs) And those are people that have called in, you know, in our case, literally from around the world Mm -hmm. to take a class in – How to make a muffalata, how to make meat pies, how to make shrimp etouffee, crawfish bread, barbecue shrimp. We're offering four of these classes a week in general, and um, they get to ask their questions. The instructor starts the the program by having everybody say who they are and where they're from, and uh, it's it's one way that we can safely keep the
3: word out there. That's it, yeah. It's it's uh it's like like delivery of fine dining, uh it's here to stay I think you know it's what,
9: it's well what will depending upon what what the menu is what we'll do is when people make a reservation for a class we'll we'll send them an email um, telling them uh, what ingredients they ought to have ready and any prep Mm -hmm. they might need to do before the class before the presentation starts and so they work right along with our instructors in preparing these dishes and Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of a cross between a hands-on experience and our demonstration classes our demonstration classes usually people are sitting and watching and then they get everything to eat our hands-on classes Our guests are doing all of the chopping, slicing, dicing, cooking, et cetera, and sitting down and getting something to eat. In our Zoom classes, we're kind of holding their hands and going through the recipe, and they're at home wherever preparing it. And uh, we presume that they'll sit down and eat it when they're finished.
3: Mm -hmm. How has this been... For keeping everything going, has it has it been more successful than you anticipated? Is it uh, is it tiding you over in a way that is adequate?
9: It's not adequate, but it's it's uh, it's certainly uh, my expectations. As I said before, were uh, I didn't know what to expect. I guess You're I'm right, just sure. not that familiar with it, and so <laughs> it it certainly exceeded our expectations
3: mm-hmm. um well, good.
9: we're waiting is we're it waiting something
3: that you for... think that you'll keep doing
9: oh absolutely yeah we'll okay. we'll mm-hmm. fold this into our our regular mm-hmm. offerings going uh-huh. forward once uh once the world can return to something that's uh, considered a little Familiar. bit more normal
3: <laughs> okay All right, we're going to, can you hold on with us for a little bit? We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with Greg Layton from the New Orleans School of Cooking, celebrating 40 years in business. We'll be back.
4: The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is five girls and the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had, poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I'll take
3: Manhattan,
4: the Bronx, and Staten Island, too.
3: Yes, indeed. 5569696. You have a question for our guest, Greg Layton from the New Orleans School of Cooking. I'm sure he would be happy to entertain it. I have a question for you. I see that you have crawfish bread as one of your classes. Crawfish bread is, as you know, a phenom around town. So if you wouldn't mind telling us how you do that here, would you? Or just a, a rough idea? I mean, it seems like it's probably really simple. I'll
9: be honest with you. I would have to, I would have to pass that over to one of our instructors for them to, uh, to do it justice, if you will.
3: It looks good. I have to say the pictures of the crawfish bread look better than any crawfish bread that I'm used to seeing. (laughs) That's, uh, that's like the spinach bread and the or maybe it's crawfish spinach spinach bread that is uh, become so popular from the jazz fest, which also did not happen last year, and who wonders you know I mean I wonder what will happen with it this year, but anyway, all right, so you're not serving in the restaurant now, are you
9: we we are on on a um certainly a reduced capacity like like any other uh, food service establishment uh, in the city Um, we have uh, all of our all of our tables are uh are spaced and uh, uh the thing with us is we most of our reservations are made for two people or maybe as many as six uh, so when the reservations come in, uh, as opposed to seats, we're just, you know, if two people come in, they have a table. If the six people come in, we have a, a larger table for them. So as a result, we're operating at about 25 percent of our uh, of our regular yeah. capacity.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The, the Is the quarter getting any better in terms of? Traffic.
9: Blood it did. Traffic? Um, it people did traffic. In October, November, and December. There, there was a gradual increase in the traffic over the holidays. I think uh, people, in uh, uh, in spite of uh, warnings to the contrary, were were visiting in town and coming down into the quarter. Um, certainly it the past couple of weeks have been quiet but um you know uh, that's the thing about the french quarter you've got to be able to to scale your operation up when it's busy and to kind of hunker down when it isn't so busy now we're we're kind of tired of being in a hunkering mode but yeah. it's, it's not yeah. something that we that we can't get through
3: yeah Well, it's definitely, I know that we were down there, I guess, maybe early November. Um, I'm trying to think, was it, was it for a Revion? No, you know what, it was for a culinary, so it was probably September even, and I was encouraged because I thought I was seeing a lot more people than we had seen. I mean, it was really dead for the summer, and then it looked like people were milling around out there. And every time we go or had been going, it looked like there were more people on the streets, just general foot traffic. And then I heard that it sort of dried up again. So it's, uh, it's it got to be really rough going.
9: Like, say, this time of the year, of course, we had one of the, one of the collegiate uh, championship playoff games here. Um, mm-hmm for the sugar bowl. And that normally would have had the town just absolutely packed. But, um, and typically what's happened is right after the holidays, that's when a lot of the, uh, the business travel and the meetings and the convention center and all the related traffic uh, that that brings into the city and into the French quarter kicks into gear. And of course that, that's been non-existent this year. So, you really only have uh, people, uh, locals, or uh, people in the in the drive-in market for the most part. You'll mm-hmm. see bumps over the weekend, but then Monday through Thursday, it's uh, it's quieter than we than we're used to seeing it.
3: Have the locals been a consistent? support group for the new orleans school of cooking i mean over the years what is the percentage of locals versus tourists who took your classes
9: i would i would say that the local our local market is about 20 percent of the totals that we do um Mm -hmm. and that's driven in part it's it's higher than that at our physical location on saint louis street but then Mm -hmm. um we do a lot of convention-related business um, off-site, uh, where we'll be going out to where they're having uh, some receptions mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, um, but overall, uh, the local the local market represents about twenty percent.
3: Has that changed at all over COVID? Because I know that the locals have been really particularly interested in in doing their part and then some to keep bolstering the local restaurants so has that been true in your case as well
9: and 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 they have been because uh we get the opportunity to talk with virtually anybody who's walking on saint louis street now Mm -hmm. and uh and uh they've been very good about coming in uh uh, there was uh, the influx of locals buying things in, in the general store to send out as gifts and whatnot uh, was really Good. impressive. But we, since we don't uh, – since all of our food service essentially is class-related – um, we couldn't get into anything like having people order things from us and and are delivering them or them coming by to pick it up or anything like mm-hmm. that. there There isn't a standard menu to off to uh, order mm-hmm. from. I see and I think mm-hmm. I think that's where the locals were really supporting the the restaurant industry yeah is, mm-hmm. uh, is through that delivery and pickup services yeah. that uh, that so many of the restaurants were successfully able to offer
3: yeah and I think that their support was just overwhelming, and that what kept a lot of people afloat so uh, on a happier note, what are some of first of all your favorite classes to teach, and what are some of the most popular things that people are interested in learning how to cook?
9: Mm. Well, again, when, it'll take you a while what when you have a when you have a, as large a visitor market as, as, as our business is, the magic words are gumbo and jambalaya. And mm-hmm. so we offer a class with gumbo, jambalaya, bread pudding, and pralines. That is probably our most popular uh, demonstration class.
3: They and, do, you do four uh, things in one class?
9: Yes. yes. Wow.
3: Wow. Wow, okay.
9: Well, we're -hmm. we're particularly known for our prolines, and so every class that we do, whether they're demos or hands-on, always wrap up with a proline demonstration.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. And and what about, uh, okay, is it a chicken? It's a chicken andouille gumbo, I would assume, huh? Yes. Okay, because the seafood would be a little more complicated i would think and what about some of your personal favorites which do what would you like to see people get more into beyond the cliche dishes what sort of things do you offer besides you know the standard creole classics like that
9: we do uh an excellent job with the shrimp and artichoke soup um and uh, that that's that's really a personal favorite. Other than um, other than the the ones that are are, are offered multiple times during the week, um, and of course barbecue shrimp and grits is um, is very popular for me personally, but especially in our hands-on classes. Yeah. people are uh, people are very interested in learning how to do that and and it's really not that complex so
3: yeah well the things that i'm looking at uh, that you sent us first of all I'm, i love the the pictures are beautiful so if you uh, are these pictures up on the website
4: a lot of them Good. are
3: I'm,
4: there are a lot of them that problem. that have never been
3: yeah go ahead no, uh, the,
9: we we took uh, we took a number of pictures for the Zoom classes. They they aren't all up on the on the website, but um, um, yes, those those are all I mean actual pictures of what we're doing here.
3: And you do a class in muffalata because a muffalata seems so easy to do. I, I mean, I guess if, you know, I was saying you do four different things in a class, but a muffalata is just a few minutes to assemble. So if that's something, I could see how you could do four different things in the course of a class. I mean, it, is the muffalata class a popular one?
9: It It is um, it is something, but for items like that, for uh, for an item that is, is I mean, you're putting a sandwich together. Yeah, it's so simple, sure. Uh-huh. And, and so in that regard, we'll give a lot more history of of ah, how okay. the muffalada was developed and who's serving the best ones in the city and et cetera. You know, Central Grocery is known um uh so well for their for their uh and so it depends on on the item sometimes you, you can't get into much history because there are so right. many steps in preparing it, yeah. that takes mm-hmm. up all your time, other things simpler, you get more history with them
3: yeah what else besides uh what else would you recommend or where else would you recommend besides um the obvious central grocery in the city for the Muff-a-Lot. I'm just curious.
9: Well, it you know everybody's everybody's coming here on uh, a different budget, and so our our hands-on classes, people I think are are leaning more toward uh, uh, white tablecloth experiences mm-hmm. for their dining outside of the school of cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that regard, for example, for, uh, for seafood and whatnot, um, we send them over to, and I'm, why am I drawing a blank right now? Come on. Oh, GW Fenn's. Ah, mm-hmm, and, sure. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, for, uh, a steak, you've got, uh. Of course, Galatoire's uh, new operation. You've got the Brennans, um, and uh, for our attendees in the demonstration classes, when they're when they're looking for uh, uh, some uh, some of the the uh, more modest. Um, uh,
3: operations opera- in the, yeah. in the mm-hmm. quarter.
9: Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, personally, I uh, I think we have one of the best jambalayas, and I know one of the best gumbo's in the city. And so it's it's hard for us. To it's send hard to those recommend around, somebody else. But, but <laughs> yeah, but and it's different. I would yeah, like to learn how to
3: make jambalaya from scratch. I don't make it from scratch because I I use I know this is terrible to say, but I use the Zatarains mix and not Zatarains, but Uh, I like Tony Sachery's and I put, you know, the bell peppers and the onion and the the trinity and the sausage and the smoked chicken. I mean, uh, yeah, smoked chicken and do it that way. And it's always good, but I just have never had a lot of luck mixing the spices for jambalaya. So that would actually be something that I would be interested in. I I feel shameful not doing it, but I, I would like to try it. What do the classes go for? We have just about 30 seconds left. What do they go for?
9: Well, the Zoom classes are $35 per household. And so okay. it can just be an individual or a couple or if they want to put a few people together to to attend and watch and participate in the Zoom, it's $35. Okay. During uh our typical demonstration classes here are 3250 and the hands-on classes run about 145.
3: Okay. All right, we're going to let you go because we have a hard break right now, but thank you very much. Give the website, and, and then we'll say goodbye. Greg Layton. Oh,
9: okay, our website is uh, www.nosoc.com, standing in for New Orleans School of Cooking, and uh, we'd, love, we'd love to see you all soon. We're still operating seven days a week, so...
3: Yeah, it's exciting. I'm glad you're doing that because we need to keep it going. Thanks for bringing with us, Greg. Appreciate it.
9: Well, thanks so much.
3: Bye-bye. All right, time for the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network.
0: AOS Interior Environments are the largest design-assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter, and that's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, The Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge, January 8th,
5: Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorrington. The state health department reported 41 more deaths today, bringing the total number of COVID-19 deaths to just shy of 8,000. Governor John Bel Edwards says we will likely surpass that grim milestone this weekend. While there's a decline in the total number of new cases reported each day, Edward says the lagging indicator is deaths. That's why we've reported 100 deaths over two days, 159 deaths over three days. Just unacceptably high. A pastor from St. John the Baptist Parish once convicted of murder and currently in prison, is on the ballot for the 5th Congressional District Special Election race. Errol Victor Sr. awaits retrial because of last year's Supreme Court decision declaring non-unanimous convictions unconstitutional. ULM political science professor Joshua Stockley.
8: Currently, there is no rule that says you have to live within the Congressional District to run for Congress. He is currently awaiting trial, so technically he has been charged but is not convicted with his new circumstances.
5: LRN. Tiger Rag. Tiger
6: here we go, here we go! ready for football? you're a Tiger Rag, we know this is the most anticipated football season since last football season you want fluff, eat a marshmallow. I like the taste. But if you want the dirt, Tiger rack got the shovel. The only way to get more info on LSU sports is by wiretapping a coach. Tiger Rack Magazine on newsstands today and online at tigerrack.com.
4: I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. On our farm in Cheneyville, my brother and I grow sugar soybeans, rice, and crawfish. It's more than a living for us. It's a lifestyle. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization that stands together to protect that lifestyle. You depend on agriculture, and we depend on you to join us.
8: Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture.
4: Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting?
3: Alrighty, 5569696 is the number. If you wanna to talk to us, we've got just another half hour. That was Greg Layton from the New Orleans School of Cooking. I've never been there except one time about maybe 35 years ago. It was a cool place. So I hope people do go and patronize that. It's a. Uh, it's not the only place that you can do Zoom classes for New Orleans cooking, but it is certainly uh, the oldest one and uh, still a very good one. 5569696, so I'm gonna go ahead and tell that story, which is really a hilarious story about, uh, about Florence. Um, Tom does not like to keep up with uh, my zany adventures, generally speaking. As a matter of fact, just driving from point A to point B, uh, Tom has joked that he can sometimes uh, almost soil his pants if I'm driving. So, um, so Tom is not uh, a big adventurer. So when we were in Florence, the two Marys went off by themselves, and Tom, who had been a number of times anyway, didn't feel like going, so he just hung around the ship. This is a travel plan that I cannot wrap my head around at all, but it happens a lot. So we jumped in the car at seven o'clock in the morning. We hit all of those places. And then when we got back, what happened was that for some inexplicable reason, I call it divine intervention, Tom had explained to Mary Lee just that night before how to get into the safe in the room and what the what the code was to get into the safe and i have no idea why he did that but i guess it was just to save us the next day so mary lee had just had a lesson in how to get into the safe and so when we arrived back we were heading back toward the ship we were on a cruise we were, heading back toward the ship and there was in the port in these ports there there's the ship and then you travel probably 10 minutes getting out of these european ports before you get to anything that resembles the port city that you're going to so it's and and it's just like it's like containers stacked high and almost a maze of containers as you go through these roads so There was this gas station in all of this container maze and we stopped there. And, you know, you have to fill up the car before you bring it back. But we could bring the car back to the dock, which is where they sometimes bring cars for you to get in and go. So they definitely do that in Florence. So we were going to bring the car back and we arrived at the gas station and we filled up the tank and then went to pay with a credit card and were told after the tank had been filled that they only accepted cash. And I said, well, I don't know what to say about this because I don't have any cash. And they said, well, we only accept cash. And I said, but I don't have any cash and the gas is already in the car. And so we were just sort of standing there, staring at each other as the time clicked away. And I said, I don't know what to say about this. I, I don't know what to do. And so um, he said, well, I don't either. And I said, okay, get in the car. So the guy gets in the car with us and we drive like speeding maniacs back to the ship at which point Mary Lee runs up to the, up to the room while time is taking a nap and robs the um, safe in the room and gets the cash and comes back down. And we drive this guy back to his gas station and give him the cash. And we were laughing the whole time. The guy said he'll enjoy telling that story for the rest of his life, (laughs) and so will we. And so we dropped him off at his gas station with the cash, and then we came back to the ship and dropped off the car and went up to the room like nothing happened, and a few days later told Tom the story. But that is the difference in the travel style of the Marys versus Tom. And so Tom was not the wiser for this for a while, he had been robbed by his own daughter and didn't even know it and that is uh and it's one of my favorite uh travel stories of all time 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us tom you had something written down that you wanted to say before we talked to greg layton do you remember what it was no. You were all ready to go into a dissertation about something that you had written down on a piece of paper and we had Greg waiting for us. Is it still on the paper, in your papers that you have in your hand there? Like
4: this?
3: I don't know. You had a bunch of papers and you had written something down that you wanted to talk about. Why don't you look through your papers and you'll probably see it there. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we are here for just another 20 minutes uh in your almanac tom chili is your gourmet gazetteer part of the almanac is that tom finds a place to uh connect some food item and a place on a map and the one in here is chili which reminds me of our visit tomorrow to the smokin buddha mm. to get their their brisket chili and i'm looking forward to that because i am a chili fanatic not not really really but i like chili a lot and i'm looking forward to uh, having some of the brisket chili also this weekend uh national confit of duck day occurs
4: mm, that should be interesting i love
3: duck confit do Me you too. Mm-hmm. i don't I don't like duck unless it is confit it's not well that's not true that's not true i like duck that is roasted on the bone with some glaze usually or a lacquered duck but it's got to be on the bone this nonsensical way of serving duck sort of medium rare in a fanned out duck breast is completely lost on me but a duck confit is really good trying to think of who had a really good one. Oh, Dakota has a really good duck confit crepe. Mm-hmm. And I think that Chifuncta's has a really great duck confit something or another on its menu on, at brunch. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, duck confit. And I can't imagine that if I just am gonna explain what it is, it is braised duck. It is pretty much, if you could imagine, duck debris braised so much that it is just part of the sauce and the the skin though is crisp and it's it's a delicious delicious way of serving duck 5569696 i have another edible dictionary word brought to you by Dorgnax one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of Very all busy. time bulgar bulgar do you like bulgur, Tom? Bulgar?
4: Mm-hmm. I uh, don't think I've ever had it before. Is that I've right? Really? A, I don't know. I can't remember.
3: Ever Do you remember my like barley it? phase?
4: <laughs> May I, your what?
3: I was in a barley phase for a while. I like barley. You know, the only time I've ever had um, barley, other than my barley phase, was in the is it minestrone soup or is it in the regular vegetable beef soup that Campbell's has there are the little bits of barley in there and i always liked them and i didn't know what they were and i found out they were barley and i thought you know what if this is good in the Campbell's soup with the beef stock then why wouldn't barley be good if you cooked it as a grain, and thus started my barley phase. This is like 20 years ago. Do you remember that, Tom, when I was cooking barley all the time instead of pasta? I think it's good. I think barley can be really, really good. I don't see it sold very much anymore, but you could get it at one time. But bulgar is not barley, it is a briefly boiled wheat grain, dried and brittle, and then cracked into small bits. It is sometimes served on its own, but more often it's combined with other ingredients to make a wide range of Middle Eastern dishes. Among the most popular of these are tabbouleh salad with parsley, tomato, onions, and lemon. Do you like tabbouleh, Tom? Do I what? Do you like tabbouleh?
4: Tabbouleh?
3: Tabbouleh, tabbouleh. Uh, Tabouleh.
4: It's one of those things that doesn't come up often enough for me to pay much attention to it.
3: Kefta kebabs.
4: Kefta kebabs. uses a variety of that.
3: Mixed with and ground beef or lamb, then grilled.
4: Yeah, very useful for things yeah. like that.
3: And kibbeh. It's also made with beef or lamb or both in raw and cooked forms. Um, I don't know. I don't know if... Um, if I've ever actually singled out bulgar as a as a thing in those, I don't, I don't think you really notice the actual wheat grain. I mean, you do in tabula, of course, you do. Yeah, it's, but it's not, not in not the kefta I, kebabs I or the kibbe because you have the meat in there too. But I don't know, not not so much a fan of bulgar, but I am uh, now intrigued about thinking about barley again barley i think is the 90s version of what quinoa became in the 20th 21st century or as mike says quinoa but quinoa is now the new barley but i'm gonna i'm gonna look for barley because i haven't looked for it in many years and i feel like barley could be if you cooked it like you cook the perfect rice, I'll bet you barley could be a really good grain cooked the way you do the perfect rice. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be right back.
4: One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursdays, wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean. But with a real New Orleans spirit, the grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown i like a gershwin tune how about you
3: yes indeed before we go back to the show i want to mention norjo is a wonderful little emporium for imported things mostly from italy but also some other places they have a great italian wine section a fantastic selection of olive oils that will that are the premium olive oils the ones that actually make a difference in your italian cooking they have uh figs and artichoke hearts and they have uh pastries like cannoli and other italian cookies those almond cookies and mostly right now if you go they've really beefed up their takeout foods great muffalata the lindy sandwich is not to be missed a meatball sandwich with Genoa salami pesto mayo and cheese in a panini pressed and on Fridays like now they have their um, their uh, cheese wheel is what it's called and it's pasta and they toss it in the cheese wheel that is Norjo at 505 Frisco Avenue in Metairie where the railroad tracks meet Metairie Road if you have not been to Norjo lately you are overdue for a visit the phone number is 833-9240 Also, I want to tell you about Antoine's. This is the classic New Orleans Grand Dame. Go visit them. It is not an expensive place to go. I mean, it can be if you go and drink a lot of wine and you, you know, have a bunch of people at dinner. Yes, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. If you go for lunch, $21 lunch menu for three courses for $15, they'll pair wine with it. You can also visit them at the Hermes Bar and get $5 bites of food and $6 wines in their happy hour. They also are open in the Hermes Bar from uh, Friday through Sunday from 11 to close, just in general, and then the happy hour is, you know, I have to look that up what the happy hour is, but Antoine's is a great place to go. If you would like to experience what New Orleans cooking has always been about, that's Antoine's. The phone number is 581-4422, and the address is 713 St. Louis, Antoine's. It's a classic New Orleans place. Let's go to Ron, the gourmet waiter.
8: Hey, good afternoon. How are y'all doing?
3: We're hanging in there. How about you? TGI out.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I'm giving you another report from the French Quarter. I'm walking. I'm right outside of Quarter Two Sisters, actually.
3: How are they doing?
8: You know, um, believe it or not, Marianne, I used to work there. and um,
3: I do believe it because you've worked just about everywhere, I think.
8: Uh, quite a few places, but that's the fun part about being a waiter is uh, it's easy to get work if you're good. Um, that's the, it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, the, the Norjos is fantastic. I was born on the corner of Pink and Arras. so I, I I was born about what two blocks away from there.
3: No kidding, huh?
8: Yeah, I, I didn't was going know to. That. You, you were talking about oil, and uh, remember we were talking about Michael seventy five and how he likes Sam the Cooking Guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam the Cooking Guy pretty much exclusively uses avocado oil. Do y'all ever you ever use that?
3: No, but, you know, it's funny that you mention that because I was reading something. Um, oh, you know what? My inflammatory, my anti-inflammatory diet lady uh, was writing about avocado oil. And I was thinking, I didn't know there was an avocado oil, but it certainly makes sense.
8: Yeah, apparently it's got a high smoke point. So you can use yes. it for a bunch, of, a bunch of different things. And it's got kind of a mm-hmm. neutral, uh, you know, taste. I'm looking Flavor, for yeah. avocado oil. I'd like to buy some. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to we'll probably go to Well, check over at Norjo. Norjo or sure. Dorniax.
3: Yes, I would think anyway, that Dorniax would have that.
8: Yeah, I was talking to Henry just a minute ago, and I was uh, telling him how fantastic your new website is. Uh, no, oh, I mentioned WGSO? That the other yeah, day, yeah, it but is. But I was it really it earlier. Nice. Oh,
3: that reminds me. I have to say something about WGSO's new 75th anniversary. Thank you for saying. Absolutely. It. Hey, great
8: show as always. y'all have a great weekend.
3: Oh, that was it. Okay. That was a quickie. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number already. I have an email about Mike Lala, who is someone that I worked with many years ago at I think, channel six. and uh, and then we have someone named Gunter on. Chef Gunter is calling? Tom, come in here and talk to Chef Gunter. Sh- Hi, Chef Gunter. Who? Hi. Gunter Price is on. <laughs> He's here. Who's there? Tom, yeah. over here. Hey, how are you?
1: Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've just seen uh, the advertisement from Doornax today, and I've seen uh, Tom's name on it. So I said, well, I found out how to get a hold of him. So... I got the information, and I'm just calling and say hello.
3: You know what? We would love for you to call us and talk for a respectable amount of time because um, it would be a fascinating conversation. So would you please uh, contact Tom at... Tom at nomenu.com and give us your contact info, and we will absolutely be in touch for you to call us for an actual interview for about half an hour. Would you do that?
4: I I certainly would.
3: It's Gunter. It's Gunter Preuss, Tom. (laughs) Say hello. It's Gunter Preuss. Say hello.
4: Hi, Tom. That would be pretty fine too. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We were talking
3: not long ago, Gunter, about Versailles. Right. It was, yeah, it was a, a couple of weeks. Wasn't that a yeah. wonderful restaurant? Oh my gosh. It, it was
1: certainly good. was. Elvin and I, we, we really talked a lot too, what we did up there. How we invented a lot of things, and, and, and I mean, this, was, this was like, like uh, uh, you know, when you read all those things, what people do, well, we did those things many, many, many years ago, right? <laughs>
3: it was i will tell you this i am not much of a gourmet and when i first started hanging around with tom i used to poo-poo all that gourmet stuff but i will say that in the in the 30 plus years that i've been with tom Mm. there are meals that i remember and Mm. maybe a handful of them and there was one night that we went to versailles and Mm. i was absolutely wowed beyond belief that this was something really special. It was really great.
1: That's very nice to hear that after so many years. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. So, are you
3: doing anything right now? I mean, are you no, just totally retired?
6: No. Yes, yeah, yeah. You are? I am. Totally
3: retired, okay. Because the last we heard you were doing, you know, you were dropping in and maybe working with Dickie Brennan sometimes, yeah. but you're just totally retired I, now.
1: The, yeah i established this uh, uh, purchasing office for oh. digibane and then i i, I worked for uh, digibane for about a year and then i think uh, we just parted ways because i think I I, no, I I had to get up very early in in uh in the morning to do all the buying and stuff like that uh-huh. so but everything worked out and and i'm uh you know like i said I, I was very surprised when I read that, this uh, uh, advertisement from uh, Doornix because we do go there. I mean, this is our primary grocery store. Uh-huh. Well, so, it's
3: one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time, Gunther.
1: Yeah, fine. <laughs> Okay. So no, no, why, why don't you do it this way? Give but me a are, call back and, yeah. They're very reliable. Okay. No, no,
3: you have to send us your contact info because I don't have it, okay? So... Tom uh, at nomenu.com. Oh, you know,
1: to be very or, honest to you, I don't have a computer.
3: Okay, then here's what we'll do. If you, when you hang up, don't hang up. Henry is going to mm-hmm. get your contact info.
1: Okay,
3: uh, Henry, on. can you grab his contact info from him so that we can call him and set up a time for him to call us and just reminisce with us, okay?
1: I would be happy yeah. to. Okay, Chef Gunter oh, okay.
3: Preuss, so nice to hear from yeah. you.
1: Na- milk, nice, I mean. nice song to you and have a happy uh, weekend and I'll get Henry all the information and I'm, I'm really very, very honored to to call you back, okay? Oh,
3: uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it, Gunther, very, uh, very much so. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, man.
6: Thank-
3: we need to get Gunther and Goffredo and Willie Cohn and all of those guys from the 1980s contemporary Creole halcyon days of gourmet cooking and just visit with them because they're all retired now. And people, you know, talk about them and would like to hear how they're doing because they're fondly remembered around town. So if anybody knows any of those people that I just mentioned, could you please send us some contact info, Tom? at nomenu.com we would love to visit with any of them Hmm. i would give out the phone number at this point but there's no point in doing that because the show is pretty much over and uh yes it is time to get on with the weekend and we would love to tell you if you would love to tell a friend about the show please do it is just a respite from all the other really depressing stuff going on out there. So uh, please, tell a friend about the show. Tell them to download the Simple Radio app. Uh, someone emailed us the other day saying that they couldn't get the, uh, couldn't pick us up on Simple Radio app. They went to tune in. There's also the WGSO app, but we would love for you to find us because you can listen from anywhere that way. If you miss a part of the show or can't listen at the regular time, go to nomenu.com. That's N-O-M-E-N-U dot Go to the food show. You can pick up what you missed from the show that day. And uh, <clears throat> it's also where you can get Tom's vintage works, where you read The Dining Diary, where if you missed something or wanted to go back to something from The Almanac, which is our blueprint for the show, you could do that there. That's N-O-M-E-N-U.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter and get it twice a week. Same stuff delivered to your door. The Dining Diary is there. We have an Instagram page at the New Orleans menu. That's at the New Orleans menu. I also do my own podcast. It's called Emmy, E-M-M-I-E, The Story Lady. It is a repurposed grimm's fairy tales and other classic children's tales it's kind of like listening to old radio you know if your kids are coloring or your grandkids are coloring be fun to put it on tim mcnally is coming up next with the dine wine and spirits show we have um we've had a good time with the show this week and on monday we have uh sarah Rieger from um Rieger's on the Trace it's a cute little North Shore restaurant we almost stopped there for lunch today but it is uh there one of them is Canadian and the other one is from here and they're doing a a wonderful gourmet casual place uh right there on the Trace in Mandeville we'll talk about that on Monday that's it for us WGSO New Orleans it's four o'clock see you on Monday
0: Join me, VJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show, right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana.
7: Coronavirus. At the White House, Biden says the crisis is only deepening.
8: This is an economic imperative, a growing economic consensus
9: that we must act decisively and boldly to grow the economy for all Americans, not just for tomorrow, but in the future.
7: The president also has a message for Congress. While the COVID-19 package that passed in December was the first step, as I said at the time, it's just a down payment. We need more.